Audible.com is a leading provider of audiobooks. Sign up today for a free 30-day trial at searchenginejournal.com forward slash audible and get your first book for free. Registration is now open for SEJ Summit 2017. Taking place May 11th at Chicago's Navy Pier, we'll have leading speakers in digital marketing, SEO, social media, and more. Use code NERD for $50 off any ticket type. Learn more at our website, searchenginejournal.com. Everyone, welcome to uh, my first Search Engine Nerds podcast. My name is Lauren Baker, the founder of SEJ. Uh, with me today, I have John Doherty of Get Credo or Credo. Uh, John, how's it going? Good, Lauren. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, John and I have been talking a lot uh, over the past month um, online and, and, and this and that about about his service slash SaaS company, um, which is Credo. So, John, could you just do a little bit of an explanation or introduction about yourself, uh, Credo, and, and what you're working on? Yeah, happy to. So uh, Credo is my company that basically I started it, started working on it full time about 18, 19 months ago, near the end of 2015, uh, September, October 2015. Um, I got laid off from my job and basically said, I'm going to work for myself. Um, and so I would started this company a few years before to, be, to connect businesses that were looking to hire a consultant or a digital marketing agency. Uh, with, with that, with, with those agencies and consultants. Um, but I was tired of all the noise in the industry and you know, so-and-so is saying that they would do SEO for you for $100 a month, and it ends up hurting your site, not helping your site. Um, and so basically, I set out to build uh, a highly vetted network of agencies and consultants who I can say, uh, you know, who I'll personally say, like, yes, they do fantastic work. Um, you know, I've seen their work. Uh, so everyone on the platform is full, is vetted by me. We have a phone conversation. Um, I see a couple of their clients. I check out their, you know, the, the statistics within, uh, you know, all, all the, some of the different digital marketing tools that a bunch of us use. Um, and then once I'm comfortable with them being on the platform, sending work to them as well as their, the work that they do, then they're set live on the platform. And then businesses come and basically create a project on the platform um, and uh, are contacted by agencies and consultants that, uh, um, that do that kind of work. Um, so working on some, some changes right now, a little bit to that model of also vetting the projects that are coming on as well. Um, but my background is basically I've been in digital marketing for eight or nine years now. I was trained as a web developer in university, graduated uh, 10 years ago, and then um, yeah, worked for a, a software company as a technical, technical support specialist, helped run a company based in Switzerland for a year, and then got my first full-time job in SEO, uh, middle to end of 2010, um, as a full-time link builder, basically, in the for-profit education space. Um, moved on from there to Distilled, worked there for two and a half years in New York City, went in-house with Zillow and ran marketing on hotpads.com and then growth on Trulia Rentals. Um, so spent about two years in-house building teams, um, you know, fixing SEO problems and growing traffic to those, uh, to those platforms. Um, and I've been on my own for about the last year and a half. Awesome. So after we're done and I transcribe this, I'm going to send you that whole section for you to put on your about page. <laughs> All right. Love it. Awesome. So you, okay. So you've been able to work in-house agency side and and now you're focusing on a industry specific currently an industry specific um site that's all about search 
Yeah, yeah. And I and I, I have a couple of my own consulting clients as well. So I've been a, a, a freelance, you know, solo consultant um, as well. So I've seen all the different sides of uh, of marketing, of digital marketing, and the consulting industry. So when when I when I first started search engine journal years back, um, I remember like that feeling where it gave me the 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 opportunity to take everything that I was doing for others, right? And do something for myself. And not only do something for myself, but also do something that's industry based. Yep. Right. So it gave me the chance to like reach out to friends, colleagues, peers in the industry, um, uh, to build up a following in the industry, like the industry that I knew and loved and was always part of all of the time. So how does that feel for you to be doing that um, with Credo? You know, it's awesome. It's really, really, uh, really, really fun to, to and gratifying to get to connect with you know, amazing digital marketers, agency owners, solo consultants. Um, I I was really involved in the industry back like 2010 to 2013, end of 2013, um, working, you know, working at Distilled and, you know, going to a lot of conferences and that sort of thing. And I uh, kind of lost touch a little bit with the industry when I went in-house. Um, I think that's pretty common. Um, and so when I came back out of the, of the in-house world, um, it, yeah, it's been really awesome just to, you know, really get to connect with people, like even people like yourself, Lauren, that like we had known each other, you know, a bit through the industry, but like had never really connected, um, before right. that. And so like, you know, gotten to know people, you know, like yourself, um, you know, a bunch of like, uh, awesome agency owners and, um, yeah, it's really fun to be able to do something, as you said, for the industry that I think is actually providing a really good service to the industry. And it's something that's really needed. Um, and I'm able to help businesses hire the right person. I'm also able to help my friends that run agencies, people that I know that run agencies make a lot more money and get a lot more clients, right? So it's personally gratifying. It's, you know, it's, it's good for the industry and in that I'm, I'm really hoping to, you know, clean up the industry a bit um, through what I'm doing. Um, and also, you know, people are more successful in what they're trying to do, building agencies and consultancies. Yeah, um, I, I think people realize that too, right? When they go into Credo. So I hope so. It's not a lead gen business that's set up an SEO. SEO. Right industry page, which there have been many of over the years. Um, right. and, and none of them, I don't think it's succeeded. Right. Right. So, right. And um, I'm, I'm purposely building it differently as well. Right. Cause like that, that's not what people need. People don't need another lead gen site. Right. Like I don't even talk about it as lead generation. I talk about it as building a platform. Right. And right now I'm helping agencies and consultants get more clients and I'm sure that will always be a component of it, but who knows where, where it will be in the future, right? Like we're building a base and there are other things that agencies, consultants are gonna need and also businesses looking to hire people are gonna need. And you know, my goal is really to you know, move with the industry and, and where people need, uh, need stuff and can get the most value. Yeah, that, that, sounds, that sounds super cool. So on top of that, I mean, it, it, it feels, you've been doing a lot of um, kind of advising and coaching mm -hmm. online. Uh, yep. On Twitter, a lot of the content that you've been doing—I don't know if you realize it or not—but you're, you're kind of turning into an SEO agency coach at the same time. Oh, totally. And, yeah. Um, uh, you know, uh, first of all, uh, did you see yourself doing that, and, and how does that feel uh, to be, you know, helping and coaching these people up? Yeah, it's really, it's really cool. When I first started uh, working on this thing full time, I, I didn't realize that that was really a need. And also, like, I, I haven't built an agency myself before, right? I've worked inside a couple of agencies. And so I'm always very wary of people that teach people how to do things that they haven't done themselves. Um, but, you know, so I, so for a long time, I was like, I'm just, you know, going to concentrate on sending clients to people and making the right matches. But, you know, over the last 18 months, I've probably seen 150, 200, maybe more agencies and consultants trying to sell work um, just from projects that I've sent to them. Um, 
And so, you know, I've seen a lot around like, you know, what sort of proposals close, you know, how do you deal with people on the initial intake, you know, all of that sort of stuff. And so in aggregate, I'm able to identify these are the things that work. These are the things that don't. So I never really saw myself, you know, doing this, but I think it's a necessary part of, um, you know, the kind of platform that I'm building. Like it necessarily needs to be more high touch um, because getting more leads isn't what builds agencies and uh, consultancies, yeah. right? It's getting the right leads and then closing them into business. So getting the right leads, closing the right leads into business. So further qualifying people out that are coming to you um, and then also keeping them around. Like that's yeah. how you build, that's how you build an agency right there. Not, I need more leads. Setting up those expectations, right? Because yep. what happens to so many people, especially if you're kind of getting started on your own at first or whatever it may be, you sign your client, you're super happy, you're getting paid, you're like, hey, I can make a living doing this. And then, um, you know, you get that call after three months saying, hey, how come we're not, you know, ranking yet, right? Right. Or, or you know, <laughs> what's going on here? Or, yeah, yeah. Like, let me just talk to you about the, for the call. And, um, yeah. How, you know, how come this isn't happening yet? How come? This, oh, um, uh, you know, we need this, you to log in and, and fix this on the blog side. Our dev is out. You know, uh, it's only going to take a couple hours, right? And then people are very apt to sometimes say yes um, to fulfill that, yep. and sometimes they haven't set up the expectation that that's not part of the contract, so the client doesn't realize either, right? So you get into sometimes you get in this loop where the client is asking their SEO. <clears throat> to do things that are not part of the contract because they don't know, right? That wasn't necessarily explained to them ahead of time. And then also you have sometimes your, your, your consultant saying, yeah, I'll do that. Of course, because they have the time to do it, right? Yep. Uh, all this newfound time they found since, you know, they're a consultant <laughs> or they want to keep the client around, right? So right. they're afraid that if they say no, they may move on. And, and we know what I've found over the years, um, is that a lot of that can really be defined during that, not only the onboarding process, but before signing and everything else through an exploratory phase, mm -hmm. um, being very upfront, clear, and having an itemized list of everything you're going to do as part of this purchase order or SOW, whatever it is, yep. having everything defined in, in your, your master services agreement. And also taking the time to have um, sometimes a master services agreement that's sent over by the client reviewed by either an attorney or someone that knows legalese or someone's mm. been doing this before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because a lot of the times those are templated and yeah. they send it to you with the expectation that you may do an edit, send it back to their attorney and their attorney approves it. And a lot of the time what happens is like that will be sent over. Someone will be so happy to finally get that first gig, sign that contract. And the next thing you know, you know, they're like the, um, uh, Ray, Ray, the coach, uh, Ray coach or whatever. Yep. Yep. From the, uh, founder. So, <clears throat> and it, and it all starts in, in my opinion, from what I've seen, it all starts, you know, right there in the sales process and you can only yeah. really sell the right work when you're super clear on what you're actually offering. Right. So like yeah. when people, so for example, just to use a personal example, when people come to me and want me to work, you know, to do work on their site, I mean, a, I'm not taking on new clients, new consulting clients. Um, I have two and I'm, you know, I'm full up, but you know, someone will come to me that they have a, you know, a 50 page B2B site. And I'm like, my consulting, I like, I tell people I work on enterprise size websites. So basically if the site has fewer than a million pages, I don't touch it. Um, and uh, so, so like, you know, enterprise size marketplaces and content sites, like that is what I work on. Yeah. Um, I also, I don't do SEO services. I'm not gonna be writing content for you. I'm not gonna be doing that sort of thing. Like I basically tell them, think of me as like an SEO or marketing management consultant. 
that like I'm working with your product teams, your development teams, your, you know, your marketing teams, your PR teams on how we move the needle and all this affects SEO, but it's also just full, just going to, it's going to build your company is, is really what we're trying to do. Right. So like, yeah. don't ask me, you know, to write a blog post. Don't ask me to like configure your Yoast SEO plugin. Right. Um, I can put together those recommendations for you, but like, I'm not actually getting in and, you know, touching your code. And yeah, I've, I've done that in the past, right? I did that years ago, you know, but where I am now, I'm very clear of like, these are the things that I do. Um, and if someone, you know, needs something else, if someone needs services, if someone needs someone to be building links for them, creating content and doing outreach for them. I'm not the right fit. I'll send them on to somebody else. Um, right. and yes, I have that business that does that, but, um, you know, at the same time, like, people can, you know, I, I get people all the time sending me, you know, people that come to them wanting to wanting them to do work and that's not the service that they offer. So like talk to John, he can find you the right person. Yeah. Uh, and I love doing that. So at the day it's that's the agency model, right? I mean right. it is totally typical to hire someone to take over X and then if X if getting success in X means that you have to invest in Y, either the agency will bring them in, right? Or recommend you to someone else. So yeah. No, I always use like a Mad Men analogy. Like uh, when it was time to shoot a video in Mad Men, you didn't just see them all, them automatically shooting the video. They had to do casting. They had to hire a director. They had to do everything else. That's just how agencies work, and they've always worked. And it's really setting up that expectation at the end of the day with the client. Um, so, okay, on the content marketing side, right? You were at Distilled for a long time, known mm -hmm. for its content marketing. Um, in the industry and, and on the client side, um, you were at Hotpad slash Zillow, did a yep. lot of great content marketing there. Now you're doing content marketing or content initiatives for your own brand. And you recently launched a site um, called, is it, forgive me, is it, is it How to Hire an SEO? How to Hire an SEO.com, yep. Okay, good. So um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, how long it took you to launch? Um, what kind of uh, reaction you've had thus far? And what are the overall goals and how does it help what you're doing internally? Because that yeah. targets another market that we haven't necessarily talked about yet. We've been talking about how to manage expectations from the consultant side or the agency side, but not how to hire and look from the in-house side. Right, totally, totally, yeah. So. Um, it, the idea kind of came out of, it was actually just, uh, Joe Youngblood actually gave me the idea down in Texas, um, where the, so Miley, uh, Oye, formerly of Google, uh, put out a video about, yeah, how to hire an SEO. Um, and you know, everyone in the industry loved it. It's like, oh, this is super useful. People singing it around to their clients. I was like, huh, you know, this is really a need here. And I saw Joe tweet. He was like, how, how has nobody bought how to hire an SEO.com yet? So he bought it and he actually gave me the domain name. So thanks Joe. Oh, nice. um, yeah. He gave me the domain name. Cause I was like, Hey, I can do like, I can do something with this. Uh, actually, I think I tweeted him was like, Hey man, that's, you know, that's awesome. Um, you know, nice I, 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 I would love to do something like those lines. He DM me. He's like, what's your name.com like account. I'll give it to you. So, um, you know, he's, he's like, I'll give it to you as long as you do something that's not, you know, super self-serving that is, you know, legitimately, a, you know, something for the industry. It's like, yeah, that's, that's how I operate. So, um, yeah, kind of sat on it for a little bit. And then one weekend, um, literally over the course of about 48 to 72 hours, I built it out. Um, so, I mean, I've, I've been, I do all the front end web development on Credo still. So I'm a, I'm a pretty decent front end web developer. So over the course of that weekend, I did some keyword research, um, and, uh, and, and basically, um, yeah, built out, built out this tool where you can go to it and say like, this is how much, you know, how much traffic I get, this is how much revenue I do, this is how much I want to grow. 
this type of business that I'm in. And basically it'll spit you out a number of how much uh, an SEO audit for your site, you know, ballpark will cost, right? Plus or minus 20%. So I, I got the idea initially from, um, there's a site, it's called crew.co. Um, so basically they help you put together a design and development teams to build you a site or an app or something like that. So they were just acquired by Dribbble um, a few weeks ago, but um, really, really smart founders uh, over there. And they, they built out a ton of these sites. They built out like uh, website versus app.com, how much to make an app, how much to make a website. Like they probably put out six or seven of these different microsites. Um, and they said that it was just, it was, it was amazing for their, you know, for their business, uh, amazing for their growth. So it definitely is like, you know, a kind of a, another, you know, wider part of the funnel. Um, but it is very much meant to be a resource for people looking to, you know, looking to hire someone, looking to get some more information about it. And then at the same time, so a few months ago, talking about some of the content marketing I've been doing, I, put, I did a survey about pricing in the digital marketing industry. Um, and, uh, and what I found was that, you know, people actually charge pretty little, like there's definitely a spread, right? But most people, their minimum project is like 1500 to two grand a month, something like that. Um, and I remember uh, Joe Hall tweeted something about, uh, at Joe Hall uh, tweeted, he was like, he's like, I love seeing this data, but we are abusing ourselves in the industry with how little we're charging. Um, which I, I very much, I very much agree with. I've always, you know, I've always agreed with that. Um, and so, you know, taking what I've learned from the 600 plus projects, I've seen probably close to 700 now projects I've seen come through Credo, uh, people looking to hire, um, you know, and, and kind of how much effort it takes to really do, you know, a good in-depth technical audit, um, decided to put together something that would, uh, you know, basically make the industry level up, right? And, and charging more, charging what's, uh, what's, what's valuable to, uh, you know, uh, to the client, right? So if you're if you're going to drive them millions of dollars of revenue, right? You shouldn't you shouldn't do that for two thousand um, dollars, right? Like they need to pay for the value that they're being offered. Compensate they need to compensate you for your time and for the value that you're offering them. Um, is basically my approach to um, to pricing. Very cool. And I'm glad to hear that you got that idea off of off of Miley's video because I consider that video to be her mic drop. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> like like you know, 14 years of Google. This is how you hire an SEO. Bam, out of here. I'm out. Yep. Out. <laughs> it's so, so true. Uh, yeah. Her and Kanye have set the set the standard there. Yeah, totally. Um, very cool. Very cool. So, um, you know, outside of Credo and outside of you know how to hire an SEO, uh, I wanted to since this is our first Facebook Live, which we're recording for SEJ um, SEJ's Search Engine Nerds podcast. I uh, wanted to give people the chance to ask you a question. So I oh, see that there's some activity in the comments box happening right now. Uh, if you have a question, if you're currently watching this live on Facebook Live on SEJ's Facebook page, uh, go ahead and, and type in a question for John. And um, maybe I'll chime in as well. So I'll give everybody a little chance uh, to do that. And while that's happening, some stuff's coming in, and I will. Uh, do, 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 do. Charles Ferrin says hi from England. Um, Rob Bonham says this is an awesome idea. It's a way to showcase how to repurpose content. So that's good to see. I have a question from uh, Nikhil. Um, what? Do you have any studies that you would refer to in terms of how someone? can become a professional starting at the beginner level. So are there any studies, oh, courses, something that you would recommend? I mean, even can you recommend given you know what, what you do, right? So given that, yeah. that, that credo st stamp of approval. 
Right. So um, there anything that you would recommend um, in terms of how to, how to make that jump to the next level or how to train yourself from being, I guess, a novice to that intermediate slash advanced level? Yeah, for sure. I have a, I have a lot of thoughts on this. Um, the, I mean, the, the resources I always point people to, I mean, obviously like if you're in SEO, you have to read, uh, and digest the Moz beginner's guide to SEO. Like that's just like bare level. Um, you know, even if it's just businesses wanting to learn a little bit about SEO, I'm like, you know, you have to read this. Um, when I first started, when I got my first job in SEO in 2010, my manager actually had a PDF copy of that printed off sitting on my desk. He's like, I want you to read this. I carried that. That's funny. Let me let me chime in here because um, remember SEO book before it was a forum and mm -hmm. tool set. Yep. Aaron Wall used to have the PDF uh, available for SEO book. And huh. back in the day, I would print that. I, I printed it <laughs> with the Kinkos, yep. uh, printed and binded three copies. And yep. for every new hire, I would slap that on their desk. And this is a way for me to get away with not doing as much work. Of training course. work too. Yeah, yeah, it's great. That's read <laughs> you have the next week. Thanks for training me, Rand. Yeah. <laughs> or Aaron. Yeah. So cool. Cool. So um, SEO Moz is. Yeah. Um, yep. Sorry, Moz is beginner's guide. Yeah. Um, Moz is beginner's guide to SEO for sure. Um, I carried that thing in my backpack for a year and just like would be sitting at the laundromat annotating it. Um, so so that's a good one. Uh, if you have a little bit of money to spend, or agencies do a lot of this for training new people. Um, distilled still has their distilled you uh, training platform. Um, which has great, you know, awesome content on there to learn, you know, and even like interactive modules for, uh, you know, uh, adjusting like robots.txt and, and that sort of thing. Um, so those are, those are really good. And then, I mean, th there's so much content out there. Um, I mean, even like, you know, Moz blog archives, um, th there's a lot of, a uh, lot of really good stuff out there about how to do specific things. So what I always tell people is definitely, um, you know, read as much as you can for a bit. I mean, still like RSS is still great for this. When I first started, you know, Google reader, Google reader was around say that five times fast. Um, but, uh, you know, now use Feedly or something like that, you know, bring in search engine journal, bring in search engine land, SC Roundtable, Moz, you know, uh, uh, Sierra Interactive's blog, right? Distilled's blog, these ones and read everything that comes out, right. And get exposed to all the things going on. Um, but then honestly, the best way to, to become better at SEO is to go build your own sites, right? Like, sure, like sure. not necessarily like, you know, just working on, uh, you know, on client sites, which, you know, can teach you a lot, you know, especially if you have a good mentor, um, but building, building your own websites, uh, teach and also teaching other people what you're learning. Um, you know, I've, I've learned just an unbelievable amount. Um, you know, I learned an unbelievable amount being in house, you know, before that working at an agency, but also just launching. Um, you know, my own, my own blog, um, and then launching other websites that most of them aren't even online anymore. Right. But launching them, building a bit of an audience, getting them ranking, all of that sort of thing, uh, was really like, is, is really the best way to learn, um, to, to learn SEO and learn what actually works and what doesn't. Um, and the great thing there is you can also experiment with things, right? Cause you don't want to be experimenting with client sites. You can experiment with new stuff on, you know, on your, on your own sites. Don't so, want to get caught. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> No, I shouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> no, you don't want to. And um, before, I mean, that was the beauty of blogging really for me was because yeah. before blogging, I was trying to do sites on front page and I had no idea how to code and this and that. And then I launched my first WordPress blog um, yep. and then just learned PHP by doing edits and mimicking what others had on their blogs and then their code and checking mm -hmm. out Stack Overflow, whatever it may be. So yep. not only was it a good intro to actually launching your own thing and doing your own thing and learning from, from an SEO and overall marketing perspective, but also yeah. a, a coding perspective, which has paid dividends over the years as well. 
Absolutely. Yeah. There are a lot of SEOs that, you know, they're, they're, they get into a, you know, into a code editor and they're absolutely lost. Right. Um, I, I feel very fortunate that like I'm a, I'm a halfway decent front end developer. You know, I can do like most of the stuff that needs to be done on a, you know, on a WordPress site or something like that. Get me to the back end and I'm lost, but you know, this is why you, you know, didn't have good developers that you pay to, you know, to build out stuff for you. But just having that like base understanding of how, you know, how stuff works, how, you know, sites talk to databases and, you know, that sort of thing is just can be can be really really big, um, especially in modern day SEO where you can't just go and build like fifty exact match you know anchor text links to expect to rank long term. You can't. Well, <laughs> you, you, so, yeah, it's funny because one of the, one of the questions here in the comments was how do how do you build links now? And I was thinking, um, actually, I was thinking about another piece that I'm doing soon. And yeah, um, it's a joke. I was just going to write text link ads, you know. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's so helpful. Yeah, yeah. No, um, you're right because <clears throat> that's the other thing too is just like learning smart content marketing, right? Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> you can go set up a blog just like that, like nothing, right? Yep. So we do buy domain. Um, you know, StudioPress now has like their own hosted blog <clears throat> environment that you can use um, to launch a WordPress blog mm -hmm. extremely easily. There's, I'm sure there's many other offerings of there, so you can just start your 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 site your WordPress powered site, right? Launch your page, start putting together content and start marketing content. And it's, you know, it's people ask me, like, could you start a blog like SCJ today? And I'm not really sure how to answer that question. Because hmm. when I started SCJ, there was no so social media, right? Yeah. Social media was basically Usenet groups and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, there was a question like emailing, you know, forums, things like that, mm -hmm. and it really grew from there. But then at the same time, I, I check out like a site like streetfightmag.com or even mm -hmm. yes is geomarketing.com, mm -hmm. um, and sure, like one of them had funds behind it, um, but one of them I think started from scratch yep. and acquired after like a year or two because it was just like local, local search, local marketing, local whatever. Yep. And I think it's just really a question of of, of uh, being passionate about what you do, right? Being able to like write or create content or create media on a daily basis, um, bring on the right people to help you and yep. just not being shy about asking for help and about doing marketing at the totally, end. Totally, totally. Well, and it, um, comes down, it comes down to, are you committed to it? Uh, well, yeah. first of all, is there is there a need for that content, right? For the stuff that you're putting out are you committed to it and what, you know, what do you stay committed to it and being consistent in it and being consistent in the promotion, right? A lot of people are like, oh yeah, I'm going to launch a blog, right? People ask you that question. I bet the people asking that question aren't willing to put in the work that's needed to make it successful. You've yeah. been working on SEJ for a really long time, right? Yeah, um, it's, and, and it's, it's up and ups and downs over that time. Of too. course. Yeah. There's been a yeah. lot of learning that's going, that's happening. Yeah. And I'm sure there are times you put more time into it, less time into it. You, you know, had people doing different things on it and then they, you know, they leave and you hire new people and like, that's just business. Right. But yeah. you know, the, the, the way you win is not giving up, exactly. <laughs> you know, just, just straight up. So like, I mean, you look at like, you know, the SEM post, which is probably a, you know, a search engine journal, great example, yeah, right? but like Jennifer Slag has done a fantastic job of that. Right. Like that's mm -hmm. really come onto the scene in what the last year, two years. And so is it possible to build it? Yeah, absolutely. It's possible. Totally. To they should just stay in but, over the years, yeah. right? Like she, yeah. she has it down. She has, she's put in the time to not only have that audience make those connections and, and just do great writing, right? right? She, she was at one of our conferences, um, <laughs> and 
Uh, Miley Oye dropped a bomb on uh, a date. I think um, the the um, mobile first was going to start or something like that, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And um, she, Jen was sitting in the front row, and she just sat there and wrote a post about it. The next thing I know, like an hour or two later, <laughs> um, that's going viral. Yeah, and we, yeah. And, and, you know, we're we're sitting there trying to run the conference, and I'm like, wow, this is this this is like she deserves to be able to launch something and have it go super hot like that over a year or two. So mm -hmm. kudos mm -hmm. to her. That's a great example of someone starting something in the here and now, yeah. um, not building on top of uh, something that pre-existed. Right. Um, let me see if there's any more questions out there. I dropped some links to some of the resources that uh, John was talking about in our comments section. Um, okay. What's your favorite tactic outside of Credo, of course, uh, for getting leads and clients for a freelance SEO consultant trying to build up their business? So someone's building their business. Um, maybe they've had it for a year or two. You know, yep. They're hosting in Credo, so they'll, they'll do that. But what other, what other techniques or tactics do you have out, would you recommend for someone to be able to get those leads coming in? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I'm going to I'm going to harp on one of the words in that question for a second, the word tactics, um, simply because tactics are nothing without strategy. Um, so I, I hear a lot of people. Yeah, people always asking for like, what are your top like three tips for, you know, X, right? What are your top three tips for becoming an SEO consultant or top three tips for getting, you know, for getting new clients? Um, you know, and there are definitely tactics out there that, you know, that work really, really well. Um, but, uh, you know, the, at, at the end of the day, it's your, it's your long-term strategy that's going to win. Right. So whether it's blogging, it's committing to content, it's committing to doing Facebook live videos weekly, like whatever, uh, wh whatever it is, um, you know, you, you need to decide on these things that you're going to commit to picking a couple of, you know, specific strategies that you're going to do. And then you can learn the tactics within, you know, each of those for building an audience. Um, when it comes specifically to like, if you're a brand new, you know, brand new SEO consultant, first of all, um, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that you have a base of knowledge here and you're actually a good SEO, right? Not someone that's just like, oh yeah, I'm an SEO consultant. And then they sign a client and they're like, okay, now how do I do SEO for them? Like, I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about someone that actually has like SEO experience and is going to do really good work for clients. Um, what I, and I, I've talked to a lot of consultants over the last couple of years that, you know, are just starting out on their own and they're trying to figure out how to, you know, how to pick up clients. What I always tell them is, first of all, who's in your network? Who do you know that can, you know, that, that, uh, that is already getting, you know, already getting quote unquote leads, already getting potential projects coming to them that they're going to need help delivering the work or they quite simply can't take it or they're not good fits for them. Um, so who do you know that you can basically reach out to, to you know, partner with, let them know that you're taking on clients. Um, it's a lot easier once you've built uh, a base of an audience as well, right? And, and a base of like a, a network within the industry. Like, so when I, uh, when I went out on my own about a year and a half ago, I, you know, kind of did like a quiet, like, you know, no longer Zillow, doing my own thing, looking to pick up a couple of clients. I was inundated with people from agencies wanting to white label work to me, people reaching out to me. I signed four clients in the first two months, um, you know, because I, I basically told people like, hey, I'm taking on clients. People underestimate that one really, really like people just just underestimate it. Um, yeah, you know, just, sure. just talk to people like on, you know on Facebook to your you know to your friends like, hey, looking to pick up a couple clients on LinkedIn, right? Looking to pick up a couple clients. This is this is the kind of work that I do. You know, here's my email. Reach out to me if you need some help. Um, like that right there will often get people one or two clients. 
Um, so th 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 that's definitely like the first place to first place to start. I mean, you can try to generate clients through like paid search or you know Facebook ads or something like that. But honestly, that money is probably going to be wasted, and the people that you get coming to you that way are kind of going to be tire kickers. Um, I, I don't see a lot of like great clients coming, um, you know, through those through those channels. I, I the only paid advertising I do on Credo is retargeting. When someone comes, like someone comes to the site, someone basically like visits a certain, you know, couple pages that I know that they're interested, and then I retarget them on Facebook, right? No top of the funnel acquisition because, quite simply, it generates low quality leads, um, people that want to spend two hundred dollars a month on SEO. So if you're looking to build, you know, real, uh, you know, get real clients, build a real business, start with your network, uh, you know, tell people that you're taking on clients, um, and then invest down in one of, you know, in these longer term strategies to, you know, build your name. Writing about the stuff, sharing the knowledge that you know, um, and and writing about like the kinds of clients that you want to um, that, that you want to work for. One thing that I've seen work really well, actually, is and we, we did this a couple of times at Distilled. I've seen a couple other people do it, um, and it's something that I've been thinking about doing actually on on Credo uh, at a more like meta level, but specifically targeting uh, clients that you want to get. So so at, at Distilled did uh, I think it was Tom wrote uh, if I did if I did SEO for Hitmonk the travel site I would. You know, blah blah blah, and three days later, Hitmonk reaches out, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, like it's also possible to do that, right? Like if I did SEO for your, you know, local dentist practice, right? If I did SEO for, uh, I don't know, if I did SEO for Slack, this is what I would do, right? If you're trying to get Slack as a client, um, you know, if if I if if I, you know, go audit someone's like, if you're a Facebook ads expert, go audit someone's Facebook ads, um, you know, their their Facebook ad strategy, reverse engineer it, reverse engineer it using, you know. SEM rush or you know or whatever, um, and uh, I don't think SEM rush actually does Facebook ads, but you know, but, but you get you know you can see what I'm getting at, right? Go and reverse engineer their strategy and say this is what I would do differently. Um, you know, I bet you they'll come reaching out to you. It's funny you bring up the whole like writing about the potential client thing because that happened to me once, and that was actually early on when I when I first started taking on into probably personal clients, right? So mm -hmm. um, at SEJ, I had written an article about uh, a company's online reputation being an issue. Um, when you search for the company's name uh, on Google, one of the first results that showed up was a YouTube video of someone burning their mascot. Um, <laughs> complaints over and over again. And I wrote a post oh, about it. Um, and, and I wrote a post about it because I, I had purchased um, carpet in my home from that company. Uh, they do a lot of TV commercials and, and the search volume around their brand name was very high uh, and they have a nice little jingle that uh, most people probably would recognize. Um, and the next thing I know, I get an email like a week and a half later asking to get on a call. That post, an article had been passed around internally within mm. that company and then they, they asked me, you know, could I work on their online reputation management or recommend someone? So mm -hmm. I said, well, I'm not an ORM expert, but I also noticed that you have this problem and this mm -hmm. going on and all of these domains that are um, you know, duplicating each other. And how about if I start out with an SEO engagement and the ability to kind of boost your positive rankings and everything else will be part of it. And next thing I know, I had a national brand for a client. Yep. That was really cool. Amazing. It's still really cool. Whenever I hear the jingle on TV, it makes me think about, I get, I get all like, you know, all, all tingly inside. Yeah. Thinking about that. But um, <clears throat> very cool. Very cool. So uh, let's see what else we have here. 
Um, a lot of specific strategy type questions. Um, I, I dropped links to uh, Distilled, uh, SCJ's Beginner's Guide, the Moz thing. Uh, here's an interesting question from Mark Sams. Uh, do you have a specific email follow-up sequence that you utilize to send after you've presented your consulting prices via the phone? So at first I thought that was a question about how to hire an SEO, right? So do you have any kind of lead gen component set up with that site or is that something you're doing in the future? Is it more so just to, just to uh, get buzz about Creo? Uh, for, for how to hire an SEO? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it, it's more the latter, um, you know, ranking for some of these terms that, you know, people that are looking to hire someone are going to be searching for. So it is definitely a like, you know, a, a legion thing there. But I definitely uh, do plan to build out more content on there, um, you know, make it a more like robust, um, you know, sort of like resource website um, on there as well. So, cool. um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not going to become like its own business or something like that. I don't think I mean, I'm never going to rule it out. But you know, super, super busy with the stuff that I have going on right now. Um, but yeah, and, and, and there are many others that, you know, I could do as well. I have ideas for some other calculators like that, and that sort of thing. And, you know, like I said, it took me 48, 72 hours to build out, got, got help from a couple of, you know, developer friends to fix some things that I, you know, that were a little bit above my head, um, you know, JavaScript wise, and then, and launched it. Um, so uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Very cool. Very cool. That, that's 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 good to hear. I can't wait to see that happen. Um, okay, so since we are doing a podcast right now, I'm going to do a little commercial break. Um, just to let everyone know, uh, on May 11th of um, next month in Chicago, SEJ is hosting Search Engine Journal. We're hosting our SEJ Summit, um, which is taking place. We have a lot of great speakers from Google, Yext, ESPN. Experts like Bill Hunt, uh, Rhea Drysdale, uh, Carolyn Shelby of Tronk, also known as the Chicago Tribune, will be okay. presenting on SEO. We're doing a three-track show uh, with workshops and everything else. I'll drop a link right here on Facebook Live, but just search Google for SEJ Summit. You'll see the information about SEJ Summit Chicago. We have a couple of tickets that are left. So if you're interested in going, it's a 10% discount with the um, – coupon code nerds and that way we know that you either watch this uh, Facebook live or you heard the podcast. So again, it's coupon code nerds. Um, that's that's a great great John, it is a great lineup. Yeah. That's a really good lineup. Um, good people. I, I, I'm, I'm really happy about uh, the way this has come together this year. You know, we did um, a couple of years ago, we did, we did seven shows in the course of 10 months. Six in the U.S. and one in London. Wow. Um, the year after, we decided to uh, focus on the three major cities that had kind of the best turnout and most interest um, from that group of seven. Mm -hmm. So we focused on um, uh, Santa Monica, Chicago, and New York. And we've really found, we feel we found a sweet spot in hosting something that's in Chicago in the summer. It's a beautiful city to visit. I, I have my Chicago uh, Starbucks mug right here that I was going to uh, plug. Um, I guess I'm plugging right now live. And um, we've had great uh, turnout from uh, speakers that are interested in attending. And I think a lot of people are just interested in attending Chicago. If you remember, <laughs> there used to always be an SES show in yeah. Chicago. Yep. But that was like in December, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, we'll to Chicago in December. <laughs> well, I think the strategy to that 
was that it was just so cold that you could not go outside or you'd get frostbitten. So you'd basically stay inside of the hotel or the hotel bar and do a lot of networking. That's where yeah. I actually met a lot of really good people um, uh, in, in this industry. So, um, but a lot of those same folks had never been to Chicago outside of December. So there's this like aura of, hey, let me go to Chicago in the summer and it's beautiful. It's on the water, there's beaches there. I had no idea there's beaches yep. in Chicago until yep. recently. And um, yeah, we're, we're really happy. We hope to get you out to one in the future. Yeah, um, I would love to. You know, lo local events are, is something that I'm seeing a lot of companies starting to do that are being like, they're just awesome for community, right? Like I'm sure you yeah. guys are seeing that. I saw that uh, stat, the search analytics tool yeah. Uh, yeah. in Vancouver, like they just held one in London and I think they're doing one in some other cities in the US soon. You know, Moz used to do their Mozcations, which was great, you know, for uh, audiences like in the US and also, you know, abroad. Um, you know, even me, like like I, I every year I go to Mexico with a few agency owners, um, you know, and just that like in, in person time has been, you know, absolutely amazing for my business. Like those friendships that are built, the connections that are made, um, you know, it's like I, I think people really underestimate, especially in the digital world, underestimate like how valuable that face time is. Yeah, yeah. Um, how, how was Mexico, by the way? It looked a lot of fun. It was you so fun. You didn't. I, I knew you didn't come back with Lyme poisoning, did you? No, no, I did I, not. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Greg Bozer's kid uh, came back from uh, spring break or something like that once from Cabo, and he ended up developing Lyme poisoning. So he had. Uh, it wasn't necessarily from the beer or tequila or tacos, but yeah. everything that he had, he put so much lime juice on it. Um, I guess he had a Lyme allergy he didn't know about. Oh so. my gosh! Yeah, unreal. I did. I, 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 I did come back sick. I actually vomited. For the, I can't believe I'm saying this live, but I, I vomited. I vomited for the first time on an airplane on my flight back. Really? Uh, yeah, it was. It was bad. You know, it took me two days to recover, but you know, all good. All good since then. But um, hey, it happens when you travel, right? But Mexico was. It was awesome. There were you know seven of us plus uh, some of our spouses uh, in this like huge beautiful house, which is actually really cheap in Mexico. Um, so it was like a pretty cheap week. Um, and yeah, it was just a great time of, you know, uh, co-working together, um, you know, sitting around the, the dinner table, sharing some bottles of wine and talking about stuff, going like snorkeling together, um, hanging out at the beach. Um, it was, it was just a really, really good, like balanced, uh, balanced time. So I did it last year for the first time, grew it a little bit this year, plan to do it again next year. It's like a, an invite only sort of thing that I do and, you know, keep it focused, keep it super high quality. Um, it was really, really fun. It's very cool. I have a barf bag story I'm going to tell real quick. Oh, man, go for it. Downhill. Um, <clears throat> so I was taking a flight from L.A. to New York for, I think it was for SCJC. Yeah, it was for SCJ Summit in New York. And, and John, to answer your question, we're not doing any more in New York, but SMX is SMX East every year. Mm -hmm. So uh, definitely check that out. But um, so anyway, I found out that uh, Jim Christian, mm -hmm. right, uh, was taking the same flight, but from Phoenix to New York. Hmm. So um, when we found this out, we put together this plan. We were going to have, a, we were having a sky picnic. We both uh, packed uh, cheeses and crackers and uh, Jim brought a cutting board and everything else to take on this flight. So the thing that we didn't figure out was how we were going to sit next to each other. So I'm sitting in the window seat mm -hmm. waiting for Jim. Jim sits in the aisle and Jim taught me this trick for Southwest. I'm not sure if you've ever flown Southwest before. Yep. Reserve. 
And in order to not get anyone sit to sit between us, so we had that middle seat to ourselves to have our picnic and enjoy our wine on the flight. Mm -hmm. uh, Jim took the barf bag out of out of the uh, out of the pocket. So smart. Held it next to his chest, put it on the seat, and so everyone walked past us. And did going. Us were both like six five and could stand right. a few pounds, so we were kind of like leaning into each other too. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, okay, so on that note, uh, John Doherty from GetCredo.com. It's really been a pleasure having you today. Uh, it's always great catching up. Uh, I really hope that our viewers had a chance to learn something, um, you know, from our discussion before we started talking about travel and yeah. lines. And um, is there anything you would like to say on a closing note? Uh, no, just thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a, been a long time coming. It's a pleasure to, uh, to be on here. Um, you know, and, uh, yeah, so, so thank you for having me. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really glad that people are seeing, uh, you know, seeing the value of in credo and, you know, it being a, a thing that is really valuable to the industry. I mean, it's really a, it's a labor of love and it's a, you know, I, I love running it, uh, you know, as a company and, um, you know, hope to hope to keep doing it for, for quite a while and, you know, help a lot of people in our industry be a lot more successful. It's fantastic. And I really appreciate the transparency that you put out there while you've launched this project. I, it, 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 it's, it's also a marketing tool at the end of the day, but it's fantastic to see like everything that you've been doing, what you're planning on doing, um, et cetera, et cetera, with the project. So it's great. Um, everybody, it's, it's been great hosting. Like I said, this is my, uh, my first uh, Facebook Live here at SEJ. Uh, it was great having John on. Just to let everyone know, um, this Facebook Live, we're going to be uploading the video to YouTube after we publish the audio of this on our Search Engine Nerds podcast. Uh, so if you haven't um, subscribed to the podcast yet, go to iTunes or Google Play, search for, you can probably search for Search Engine. But uh, search engine nerds, you'll see it pop up. Subscribe. Uh, we're doing myself, Brent Satoris, and some others. Uh, we're doing these every two weeks. We'll probably speed it up after a while and um, trying to bring you some of the best content ever. And at the same time, this is also an experiment. So if you're just tuning in, the whole uh, key of us doing this recording on Facebook via BeLive is to get viewership while we're doing the recording document the video, right? Scrape the HD audio from the HD video, publish that as a podcast, and then publish this as a post after transcribing it, probably using rev.com, which is a great service, um, and uh, get probably a very long blog post without having to cramp up my fingers and my keyboard. So again, great having you, John. Thanks everybody for tuning in, and we'll be seeing you soon on the next episode of Search Engine.